From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, treating demodex with ivermectin. In other words, our study involved patients that did not respond to conventional treatment of the bilifaritis and MGD. First this. If time and money were no object, you'd probably go to a lot of meetings. Not just ASCRS, but EFCRS, APACRS, AAO, Hawaiian Eye, and Winter Update, and you'd learn a ton. But money is an issue, and time an even bigger one. That's why I go to all of those meetings for you, speak with the presenters you'd like best, and get them to distill their talks down to just a few minutes. You can see all of these interviews at no cost at the iWorld Replay website. Just go to ewreplay.org, E-W-R-E-P-L-A-Y.org, and enjoy. I have treated many patients with blepharitis. So have you. For some of these patients, I've made the presumptive diagnosis of demodicosis based upon the cylindrical pattern of the dandruff about the eyelashes. I generally prescribe a fairly rigorous regimen of lid hygiene and erythromycin ointment. For some of the patients who are compliant with this therapy, return visits show the condition to have greatly improved. For others, the demodicosis proves recalcitrant or recurrent. Even though the condition is relatively common, therapies always seem to me to be fairly limited. That's why I'm so happy to introduce Richard Yudi Hida as my guest today, who has taken a new approach to treating demodex, as the parasite it sometimes is. Demodex inhabits part of the body other than just the eyelids. What other areas are affected by demodex, and are, are these the same demodex subspecies as affects the eyelids? Uh, yes, Joshua. Uh, this, this issue is very interesting. At the same time, it's very controversial. Uh, demodex can be found in various parts of the body other than just the eyelids. Uh, demodex is a tiny parasitic and commensal face mite that lives in, uh, in or near the hair follicles of humans. And they can't, they, we, we have around 50 species of demodex known. However, there are two types that have clinical relevance inside in ophthalmology, that demodex folliculorum and Demodex brevis, brevis is B-R-E-V-I-S. Uh, so different species of animals host different species of Demodex, and it's very interesting things. And uh, Demodex brevis are found in the sebaceous gla- glands connected to the hair follicles, and the Demodex uh, folliculorum are found in the hair follic- follicles inside. So they stick it, the head inside the follicles and leave the uh, tail outside. Uh, They are usually found in large numbers around the cheeks, around the nose, eyebrows, around the eyelashes, or in the forehead, and other parts of the body such as arm, chest, and ears. Um, What uh, the uh, other affected areas, demodex, uh, uh, they can be found in in different subspecies of demodex, so different animals, they have different uh, subspecies. Uh, so this is one, one point that's very imp- in- interesting, that Demodex, uh, we have this, uh, this issue is very controversial, 
So uh, we have a hard time finding it in the follicles. So some uh, authors, they say you have to uh, take the lashes out to see, but some uh, doctors say that taking out the lashes is not enough to get to see the, 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 the demodex. So we can find it in a regular microscopes as uh, uh, I, I have a microscope that I brought from, I, I received from my grandfather to to the first contact for microscopes I use this simple microscope to see this it's very interesting things so what 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 you do when when you when you have a patient you you physically pluck out one of the lashes and and then put it on a slide under the under the microscope yeah I have yeah I have uh, I get uh, two or three follicles that we have the uh, uh, dandruffs on mm-hmm. the base of this the lashes. Sure, I take them out and put in uh, between two uh, uh, glass slides and put in a microscope and try to find it in the border of the lashes. It's very simple, easy. Now you and I are, are to- talking here up about demodex in, in in the context of blepharitis. What what is the relationship between demodex and and blepharitis and meibomian gland dysfunction? Uh, okay, Joshua, this is another interesting thing. Uh, when there is an infestation of, of or an increase of demodex follicularum, we can we call it uh, demodicosis. And there are evidence that demodicosis can cause blepharitis and MGD. However, uh, there's still no evidence. There's still no evidence that can uh, that can tell how much demodex found in a certain numbers of lashes can be considered as demodicosis or infestations. So some authors say if you take out uh, three or four lashes, you can find three or four demodexo treated. Or uh, some uh, dermatological uh, articles uh, uh, related to dermatology, they they say that three three demodex found in three sample eyelashes are uh, simply normal. So this is very controversial. <clears throat> No, normal in in the sense that that demodex for many people can act as a commensal rather than a, as a as a like a, a flora like a yeah. normal flora. Yeah. When, so yeah. I mean that 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 answers what I was going to ask next. I'm going to ask it anyway, which is when demodex infests the eyelids, does it always cause symptoms? Uh, there's also uh, this that's also controversial. We believe so. However, and unfortunately, there are no evidence regarding the correlations between the number of demodex and ocular symptoms. Uh, some clinical signs are very suggestive of demodex, such as patchy patch, alopecia, focal uh, lid skin inflammation, and signs of local itching. Uh, these are uh, typical, but however, just suggestive, but you can't uh, close the diagnosis. Though. We believe that uh, when blepharitis and MGD becomes severe and activates dry eye inflammation cascade, the symptoms can, can appear. Other than that, I think uh, some patients said, uh, I feel uh, demodex walking on my face, I feel itching. Yes, I think that's uh, uh, just exagger- exaggerating from patients. Yeah. How, how is demodex of the eyelids conventionally treated? Uh, the original studies from uh, demodex treatments uh, and some of the authors, uh, I think Dr. Shefford Sang from Miami, he's one of the guys who studied a lot, uh, he suggested treating conventionally with the tea tree oil. 
pure or diluted in any neutral shampoo or other solutions. And so this, it varies from patients to, to uh, doctors to doctors. Uh, we also believe that usual um, lead hygiene with a neutral shampoo, you also um, with a, a variety of cleaning solutions and uh, is also very useful since Demodex feed, feeds itself with uh, dead skin cells and lipids. So uh, other questionable treatments are mercury oxide ointment, it's 1%. That's available, I think, in Europe, I think. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's available in the U.S. I've certainly not and seen it, yeah. No. Uh, another thing Another thing is uh, pilocarpine gel. Uh, there's some uh, things in Europe also. I don't know if there's available in the U.S. Now, the, your study dealt with using ivermectin. Um, what is ivermectin generally used to treat? Uh, originally, ivermectin is an anti-parasitic agent used against uh, basically uh, parasitic worms and helminths, such as uh, oncocercosis, that, uh, the river blindness mm-hmm. in Africa, uh, strongyloidosis, ascaris, infestation, and filariasis. Uh, some skin diseases as, uh, as scabies also treated with ivermectin. Leich, we see it with it with we can use the topical ivermectin and bed bugs. Uh, they can also have it on orally or topically. We don't. We only have uh, oral oral uh, uh, pellets in Brazil, so we don't have the topical uh, ointments. And Richard, what was the question that your study sought to answer? Uh, our study in two thousand eleven, I think, our article for American Journal. Uh, our study has reported the clinical outcomes of ocular demodex infestations with the oral ivermectin in patients with refractory symptoms uh, related to blepharitis and MGD. So, uh, in other words, our study involved patients that did not respond to conf- uh, conventional treatment of blepharitis and MGD. So, patients with uh, treated with uh, ointments. Uh, uh, do- uh, doxycyclines and whatever, and uh, patient did not respond to that treatment. So we put uh, take out the lashes from the patient. We found demodex and tr- treated with iver- ivermectin. So it's really the refractory symp- uh, cases. Hey, can I get you to describe the design of your study? What what your what your main outcome measures were? How you assessed okay. the 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 demodex load? All all of that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, specifically from this study, we have other studies going on, but this study in specific, uh, there was it was a non-comparative interventional case series of 12 patients, just case series of 12 patients. Uh, the main outcome measurements were the meniscus height, Schumer 1 test yeah, with no anesthesia, BUT, breakup time, uh, quantification of the absolute number of demodex found in lash samples. I mean, we divided this, the the lashes in, in uh, the lid in three parts: uh, medial, central, and uh, temporal. And we we took out three lashes from each uh, area, and we we counted the absolute number before and after the treatment. We also did the uh, um, uh, staining score for fluorescein and rose bingo in the cornea before and after the treatment. And the treatment consisted of a single dose of ivermectin? Yeah, single dose of uh, ivermectin. Basically, when we treated the patient, uh, the calculation for the treatment dose is uh, there will be uh, half a tablet. Uh, In Brazil, we have a tablet with uh, 6 milligrams. 
So we have we calculated half tablet every 15 kilograms of the patient. I mean, patient from 60 kilograms, they'll be taking uh, two tablets. And you repeat it every, after seven days. So, so it's two total doses, one at uh, day one, one at day seven, or one at day zero, one at day seven. Yeah, yeah. We have an interesting article that came out in the same month, on the, I think one month after or one month before, uh, December uh, on the 2011. They have the same uh, outcome measurements. However, they did the uh, ivermectin with the interval of 14 days. Uh, and they had quite an interesting result, very similar to our study. Oh, and that leads me into this. What were your findings? What were your results? And did you observe any adverse events with the ivermectin? Okay. Uh, our study, basically, we can't, uh, we can't make general uh, information because it's a case series of 12 patients. But uh, in our study, we observed improvement on Shimmer 1 test. Uh, BUT, I mean, the ocular surface became more stable. And the quantification of absolute number of demodex found in the lashes before and after treatment also improved. We did not find any adverse effects in any patients in our study. However, there are still concerns regarding the neurotoxicity causing ataxia, ataxia uh, even though it's, it's rare. You demonstrated a, 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 a number of statistically significant improvements in objective findings. Now, how did yep. these findings relate to the patient's symptoms uh, after treatment? Since our study showed the improvement on Shimmer 1 tests and beauty and the number of demodex found in lashes before and after the treatment, uh, we did not uh, study the symptoms. In, uh, we, didn't not, we didn't do the symptoms questionnaires in this study in specific, because we have the problem with the validation of the questionnaire with the different populations. So the uh, uh, usually you do the uh, dry eye questionnaires. We didn't we, we didn't quite do it in these patients. Uh, but on the next for the next mo- uh, months, I think there'll be another uh, article regarding this uh, question. The symptoms uh, uh, basically the symptoms, especially the itching, itching and the foreign body sensation. Uh, improved a lot generally in these patients, but we have uh, more patients in the sample for the samples in, in uh, doing this treatment. Uh, but these data, these these data are not shown yet. Uh, in the future, we're going to show it in a, uh, uh, other journals, if Marvelous. possible. Now, I'm attracted to the idea that ivermectin is is essentially a, a single dose or or a, or a two dose medication since compliance with therapy for these patients is is often very difficult do do you i mean having learned this now do do you prescribe ivermectin for chronic demodex associated uh, lid pathology in in your your own practice now richard in my own practice um, i try to insist on the lid hygiene with uh, uh, simple uh, shampoo neutral shampoo but I do prescribe it when blepharitis and MGD are refractory and does not respond to conventional treatment. So I, I don't suggest all the doctors to uh, give the ivermectin to every patient that um, uh, seems to have dandruffs in the lashes and stuff. Uh, I do uh, suggest the doctors to stick to the conventional treatment for blepharitis. And if, if it's refractory, 
you take out the lashes, put it in a micro microscope, and you still have Demodex, try to uh, treat uh, even with the tea tree oil or the ivermectin. Um, our professor from uh, parasitology has discussed this treatment in a pilot study, and we suggested to repeat the treatment after seven days due to the, the life cycle time or span of 18 to 24 days. So that's why we repeat it after seven days. Uh, even though uh, it's very important for the doctors that's listening to us uh, to insist on the conventional treatment and uh, try to uh, treat with the, try to treat only the refractory cases with the uh, specific treatment with ivermectin. You know, Joshua, is very interesting. This issue is very interesting because uh, we believe that uh, Demodex ha may have a pathogenic role only when uh, when uh, present in high densities, a lot. And also when the um, there is an immune imbalance or the patient has some imbalance in the immune system, I think uh, there's a lot of infestation. But in regular cases, I think uh, the uh, usual skin hygiene and lid hygiene and lashes hygiene is, I think, enough to not to have an infestation. And most people are only carriers of demodex mite and, does, and do not develop clinical symptoms. That's very important. So doctors doesn't confuse every blepharitis. Uh, uh, they correlate every blepharitis to uh, treatment with ivermectin on the demodex. That's a very important thing. Richard, thank you very much for being so generous with your time with us today. No, it was an honor and a pleasure. Richard Yudihida is director of the iBank chief of the cataract surgery division and assistant professor of the cornea division in the department of ophthalmology of Santa Casa de Sao Paulo. He's also a visiting medical doctor of the ocular surface study group at the University of Sao Paulo in Sao Paulo, Brazil. His paper, Clinical Treatment of Ocular Demodex Folliculorum by Systemic Ivermectin, appears in the June 2011 issue of the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Hida or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iWorld.org. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.